0: hey there future fans this week we look for a lot of things we look for war criminals we look for missing daughters and we look for alien guns this is the week of august 31st 2018 and this is episode 102 of future flicks with billiam Welcome to the show, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Sorry this one is late again, or I don't know, maybe it won't be. We'll see. Um, I might be able to get this out in time. So if I have gotten this out on Wednesday, then you're welcome. And I am back to my former glory. If not, I am very sorry. Uh, My wife and I just adopted kittens, and uh, that's my excuse. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll go with that. But anyway, let me get the opening housekeeping out of the way. Let me begin by telling you who I am. Who is this speaking to you through your favorite podcast application? It is I, Billiam, and I am the host of Future Flicks with Billiam, and on this show, I do quite a few things. First of all, I go over any news that has happened since the last episode. That's movie news, of course, because this is a movie show. I go over any new trailers that have caught my eye, and I am not perfect with this. Sometimes I miss things, and so I then rely on you, my loyal listeners, my future fans, to tell me what I have missed After the news and the trailers, we talk about movies. We break that up into two segments. The first is limited releases. Those are movies that aren't going to get big releases, so I don't see the need to talk about them a whole lot. For those, I give you a synopsis and then the actors in it, if there are any of note. And then the next section is wide releases and interesting indies. These are wide release movies, even if I think they're good or not. And indie movies or limited release movies that are either good enough to consider watching Or so bad that I think I can be pretty funny about it. Or I just want to bitch a lot. We wrap that all up with a pick of the week. I tell you what movie you should be seeing. And then we end the show with a question of the week. So how do you find this fine program? How do you procure this podcast? Well, let me tell you. You can find me on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Somewhat Nerdy website, and our Facebook page. Well, actually, that just links you to the website, but that's one way. Also, your favorite podcast app will also play this show. If it ever does not, if you have a preferred podcast app and it does not have either my show or any of the somewhat nerdy podcast network shows, then let us know. We will fix that. And by we, I mean Snarf Chris. Snarf Chris will fix it because I I do not know anything and I pass the buck. That's what I do here on Future Flicks. If you want to get in contact with me... You can do so for many reasons. You just want to say hi. You want to correct me on something. You want to answer the question of the week. You want to uh, ask for a recommendation. You want to give me your opinion on something. Whatever it is, you can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. You can leave a comment on the Somewhat Nerdy website, that's somewhatnerdy.com, or leave a comment on the Facebook page. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the opening housekeeping. Before we get into the show, I have a little bit of news, nothing too exciting. I have been writing blogs again. Maybe by tomorrow, I'm, I'm recording this on Monday the 27th, hopefully on Tuesday, I will have a new blog out. If not Tuesday, then definitely Wednesday. Uh, This is a a book blog, but I'm also working on two movie blogs. These are movies I've seen recently. So please keep an eye open for those by checking out the Somewhat Nerdy website. I I want to get back into writing a lot. I really do. I want to get back on writing the novel that I walked away from uh, maybe December, I think, is when I last picked it up. I want to get back into that. And I think the best way to do that is to get in the habit of writing again. So what better way than to do what I I was originally hired to do on the somewhat nerdy website, and that is right. That's right, folks. I will produce original content for the website as I drink. You know, I can write and podcast sober, too. That That is a thing. But that's neither here nor there. Um, let us move on with the show. So let us step into the first segment, which, as always, is the news. Elizabeth Banks has a new project she's directing. The last movie she directed was Pitch Perfect 2, and now she's working on Charlie's Angels. The cast was announced last week that's comprising of Kristen Stewart, Naomi Scott, and Ella Balinska. Uh, They are the Angels. Banks herself will will play Bosley. In an interview with E.T., Kristen Stewart said that this will be a more serious take on the franchise. It won't be campy and over-the-top like the 2000s ones with Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz. Though she didn't necessarily say anything bad about those movies, she talked about liking them, but that this will be different. Stewart and the other angels are set to start fight training soon, and this film has a September 27th, 2019 release date. Alright folks, do you remember a few weeks ago when I reported that the Johnny Depp Forced Whitaker movie City of Lies was pulled from the release schedule over Depp supposedly being a piece of s***? Sh-? Well apparently it has nothing to do with Johnny Depp's questionable character. The production company Global Road is going out of business. The company was seized by its bank lenders and their higher profile movies like this one, City of Lies, and the upcoming horror called The Silence starring Kiernan Shipka and Stanley Tucci. Those movies were pulled from the release schedule and are being shopped around to other studios. So the allegations of abuse against Johnny Depp from people working on this movie had nothing to do with it being pulled from the release schedule. And I, I know you really shouldn't judge before we actually know what happens, but with, with Johnny Depp, there's just a little too many, too many things popping up for me to actually think he's innocent, like allegations of abuse against him from his old, uh, old girlfriend or wife, I don't know if they're married, Amber Heard, and there's just a lot of, a lot of stories of him being a piece of garbage even though he's like so great to kids like he'll just go to disneyland dress as jack sparrow and hang out and take pictures with people like that seems really cool he'll go to children's hospitals as johnny depp that or as johnny depp as jack sparrow and that is really cool i want to like him but if these stories of him being some heavy-handed poll, if those are true then i i, I don't know I can't support him because even though he does great work for with sick kids, great work for fan, with fans and all this stuff, if he's not a good person at home, then I still can't support him. But remember, folks, all of these so far are unsubstantiated accusations. And so let's, let's try not to judge. L- leave that to me. Next in the news from the ever confusing world of DC movie news comes this latest tidbit from Slash Film. Alec Baldwin has been added to the Joker movie. Some of you may be wondering, which Joker movie? Which one am I talking about? Some of you may be wondering, what do you mean, which one? Well, if you don't remember, there are technically two in the works. There's one with Jared Leto's Joker, and this one with Joaquin Phoenix. So Baldwin is being cast as Thomas Wayne in the Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie. So I guess we're going to see Bruce's parents die again. Jesus, we get it. The Waynes died. They died in an alleyway after watching a play or a movie, depending on which which uh, story is being told. So we'll see how this movie turns out and if Alec Baldwin will even play a big role or if he's just going to die and then that'll be it. We'll also see if the Jared Leto movie will still move forward since this one is the one that's getting more of a push right now. In some TV news, we now know what's going to happen to Roseanne in the Connors spinoff. If you don't remember, Roseanne said some up and her rebooted show, which had been doing really well, got canceled. There were a a lot of outcries and people asking for the show to continue, saying why punish the other actors just because she is a biatch. And so they are going to continue the show just without the title character. So there's a spinoff coming Instead of Roseanne, it will be called The Connors, And in this, Roseanne will be killed off. So there you go. They're pulling a Charlie Sheen. This news came to us from Slash Film as well. In other DC news, there have been test screenings for Aquaman in LA and the San Fernando Valley. And while there hasn't been a whole lot coming out about it, The buzz that has been heard has been good. So that's promising. If you remember before Wonder Woman came out, the word from the test screenings were that the film was a mess, but it ended up being the biggest movie for the DCEU. Let's hope that Aquaman brings it all back and the DCEU movies can start being good movies instead of bad movies that are just fun. This is another slash film story and Aquaman has a December 21st release date. And in news important to nerds, the nerd blackface show Big Bang Theory is being canceled, mainly because the stars want to move on and not because of quality issues, which I would have assumed next year will be the final season. And finally in the news, you know what the world really needs? more novelizations of movies well guess what bloomhouse and titan books are answering the prayer that no one ever sent out and a novelization of the new halloween movie is coming out shortly after the movie will be released since this is a novelization of the film it's going to have the same story But the only benefit to these books, to novelizations of films, is that the writers can add more depth. So we'll see how many people buy this, besides me. Yeah, I I will buy it. This is yet another slash film story, and the Halloween reboot is set to come out on October 19th. Oh, oh, and I lied. There's actually one more story I almost missed. Did I ever report on the Big Trouble in Little China remake starring Dwayne Johnson? If I did, I have to take some of that back. I have to change what I said. Turns out that this isn't a remake, but this is a sequel. Johnson will not be playing Jack Burton because only, quote, Kurt Russell can play that role. Johnson will be playing a different character, and this movie will tell a different story, but will be set in the same world, and the events of Big Trouble in Little China will have happened. So no saying if they're going to change the title of this movie. That—that That is to say, if Big Trouble in Little China is just a placeholder, or if it will be like Big Trouble in Little China 2. This film has no set release date, and so far, only Dwayne Johnson is cast. Well, that is it for the news, everyone. Let us step into everyone's favorite segment, the Trailer Trove. Avast, and welcome to the Trailer Trove. We now have a second trailer for The Old Man and the Guns starring Robert Redford, Casey Affleck, Sissy Spacek, Danny Glover, Tom Waits, and Tika Sumter. So, uh, for this film, just picture the Morgan Freeman movie going in style, but with an indie tint to it. This is about a career criminal who meets someone while on the run from the cops. He's an older man, and he's a bank robber who has been in and out of jail since he was 16. Uh, this actually looks pretty good. It looks like a better version of Going In Style that had the misfortune of being second. It had the fortune, misfortune of coming out, what is it at this point, a year after the, the other movie? Uh, this film has a lot going for it. it. It has a lot of reasons you should watch it, but the big downside is that it has a lot of similarities with Going In Style. True, if you compare the movies, they're going to be totally different. One's a comedy... And entirely fiction, the other is a slight comedy, but mainly drama that's based on true story. This one looks a lot better, but I just feel that a lot of people will look at this, go, oh, we kind of already saw this movie. Now you're just now it's just some indie production company trying to make it and just write it off. I think this movie could be good and worth a watch. Uh, this, they, they claim this movie was semi-based on a true story, so I don't know exactly what was changed or if they just took the basic idea from the headlines and then ran with it, but there you go. The only thing I know for certain is that this film cannot have a happy ending. There are hardly any true stories about career criminals that end well. I mean, the guy who wrote and uh, the movie Catch Me If You Can, that guy is doing pretty well. But most other people either die in jail or get killed. Next up in the trove, now it's time for a movie that I haven't heard about until now, and it looks amazing. We have a first trailer for A Private War, starring Rosamund Pike, Jamie Dornan, and Stanley Tucci. This is a biopic about the life of war correspondent Marie Colvin, who risked it all to report on the war that was going on in third world countries, or the wars going on. This comes to us from Matthew Heineman, director of City of Ghosts and Cartel Land, two documentaries about war. And I've loved Rosamund Pike as an actress since I first saw her, and I think that this will be her big role. This will be the role that gets her either her second Oscar nomination or her second nomination followed by her first win. I know I talk a lot of shit about the Oscars. I do. They, there's a lot of shit wrong with them, but it's still a big deal if you win one. Even if Oscars can be bought, it's still a big deal. Like, yeah, I have an Oscar. Fuck yeah. This film has a November 16th release date, so we'll look for it later this year. And for the final trailer in the Trove, we have some really, really weird sh**. It's the first trailer for the Dakota Johnson Tilda Swinton movie called Suspiria. And for this film, picture the neon demon and mother had really bad hate sex. Like, it was violent sex. And then, while they were pregnant, did a lot of drugs. And this is what we get. It looks weird but a little less weird and sh than mother but just as weird and sh as neon demon this film almost has a nicholas there's something on the wingding refin feel about it and i have to say though this one actually seems watchable if you're really stoned or you're a huge indie film lover this could be for you if you just want to give it a chance go ahead and watch it This is about a woman who joins a world-renowned dance company and dives deep into the dark underbelly of the company and may lose everything, including her soul to it. There's like possible demons and sh** and ghosts going on and weird artsy dances with all these dancers wearing nothing but string and and doing some weird gyrating sh**. I I don't know. This has a November 2nd release date and it looks like Dakota Fanning may, or Dakota Fanning, that's me, Dakota Johnson may actually be able to act. Of course, that's not really fair to her because the movie she's really known for is the, oh, what's it called? Fifty Shades of Grey series, and that that's just garbage. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the trailer trove. As always, if I missed any big news or any big trailers that happened in the past week or maybe the past few months and I never mentioned it, let me know. All right, uh, I took a brief pause and my, my wife and I were just talking about shows and she brought up t- Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which which is a show I loved. And it brought to mind a show from the late 80s, early 90s that I watched a lot called Out of This World. Do any of you remember it? I'll play a little bit of the theme song right now. Does this sound at all familiar to you or is it just me? I posted something about it on the Some Underity Facebook page. So if you follow so if you follow us there, you'll have seen this seen this and then heard about me talk about it. But it's just it's just one of those nostalgia things, you know? I just get really excited when I remember something that not a lot of people bring up because I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that and how fun it was. Cause shows like uh t- Sabrina Teenage Witch, Dinosaurs, Reboot, things like that get things like that get talked about a lot. Well, I haven't heard, I haven't thought about Out of This World in a long time. And I never knew that it was Burt Reynolds who did the voice of the father. So there you go. But anyway, let us get into the movies. But actually, before we do that, let's hear a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Please stay tuned.
1: Are you looking for a nerd podcast that
0: touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on SomewhatNerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, and we're back. We are back with the limited release movies, so let's talk about um, this one called Smart Chase. A private security agent loses a priceless vase after his team, who was tasked with protecting it, get attacked by a highly trained team. Danny Stratton and his group want to clear their names, so they aim to steal the vase back. The stars Orlando Bloom from Pirates of the Caribbean, Simon Yam from Tomb Raider Cradle of Life, Hannah Quinlivan from Skyscraper, and Lin Hung from Itman123. And just a quick note about this movie, I, I really hope this comes into play, or they explained why, but the title, Smart Chase, is actually S-M-A-R-T with dots in between, so it's an acronym. I want to know what it means. It, me- it better mean something. If they just did this to to make the title look different, then they can go f*** themselves. The next movie on the list almost made it to the wide-release and interesting indie section. It just It just didn't, because I think it's mainly me who would be stoked to see it. This film is called big brother. This is a reality show about a group of ass... No, I'm kidding. This is about Henry Chen Sha. He is a former soldier turned teacher who must rely on his skills as a fighter and soldier when one of his students gets kidnapped. This stars Donnie Yen from Ip Man. Uh, so imagine a movie kind of like The Substitute or Kindergarten Cop, something, something around those lines, but... It's Donnie Yen, which means it's more badass. Don't get me wrong. I love The Substitute. I love Kindergarten Cop. I love Dangerous Minds. I love movies like this. But this, it's Donnie f-ing Yen. I really want to see this, but it's going to be very limited release because it is a Chinese movie. And I think it won't, won't be that easy to find when it comes to streaming and DVD. So that's why I just couldn't put it in the wide release and interesting indie section. Next up on the list is a movie called Ya Veremos. Translated from Spanish, we'll see. Santi has already had to deal with his parents' divorce. Now he learns that his eyesight is rapidly deteriorating, and while surgery could help, there's also a chance that he can still lose his sight forever. His dad asks him what he wants to do before the surgery, just in case things don't turn out, and the kid puts together a list of things he wants to do. But the catch? It's with both of his parents. So the two adults come together to support their son, and may just grow closer in the meantime. This is a Mexican movie that doesn't star anyone we know. And um, we've seen this movie before. We've seen a lot like it. That Something the kid does brings two divorced parents together and they learn to love again. Even if they don't end up back together at the end of the movie, even if they stay divorced, they're at least on better terms. And, and it has a happy and hopeful ending that, yes, we can spend family time together, even though your uh, you're, your father and I don't love each other anymore. We can still spend time. It's that, it's that kind of thing. So it's going to be happy. even if he loses his eyesight like his parents will be together either married or just hanging out again because they're on speaking terms so it's going to be an uplifting movie but we've seen this we've seen this a million times next up we have a documentary called active measures this documentary is about the russian attacks on the 2016 presidential election and links vladimir putin to Trump. i'm over it no, I get it. This is all really important, and whether you are Republican, whether you're Democrat, whether whether you support Trump, whether you hate Trump, this is something that has to be answered. Like, what happened? Was the president connected to this? Is he completely innocent? And this is just a big fluke. And I'm back. That that little crash was my cat's uh, on the bar. We, because I don't know who put it there, uh, so I won't I won't name names yet. Made the mistake of putting the bag of treats on top of the bar. So they were jumping up there and knocking bottles around. So yay. Anyway, back to the show. Yeah, active measures. Um, no, 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 not at all. It'd be a very rare thing for me to find a documentary about a current political issue that I would want to see just because... They're so skewed, even if I agree with it. Let's take l- let's take the idea of finding the documentary that perfectly follows my political leanings. No, I still wouldn't want to watch it. So Active Measures, no. No, no, no. Next up on the show, and the final limited release, is a movie called Reprisal. A veteran has a job at a bank, and one day it gets robbed. He's suspected in aiding the robber and can't get another job or do anything until he clears his name. He needs money for his son's health care and teams with another former vet to track down the bank robber and clear his name. This stars Bruce Willis from Die Hard, Frank Grillo from The Purge Anarchy, and Jonathan Jonathan sketch, I think is how you say it, from Legends of Tomorrow. And ladies and gentlemen, we have just another straight-to-video action movie starring Bruce Willis. I mean, un- unfortunately, that's what his career is now. I'm not sure if he really minds it, because he's still, you know, he's still making money, but gone are the days of him being an A-list actor. And, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the limited releases for the indie section. Let us take another break and hear a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circles. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Nerds of the Squared Circle on somewhatnerdy.com. Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds in the Squared Circle. Join me, Starf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! Yeah! Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Somewhatnerdy.com's Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. And we're back! We are back with the wide releases and interesting indies, so let's start out with an interesting indie. This comes from our friends at Rooster Teeth. I I say friends, but I I barely know their thing. My my friend Walker is really into Rooster Teeth, so he, he really should be talking about this. This movie is called Bloodfest. Bloodfest is the world's biggest horror festival, and this year, things are different. The creators want to make the world's best horror movie, so they turn a bunch of horror villains on the crowd of unsuspecting festival-goers. A group of friends band together and use their knowledge of horror films to try and survive. This stars Zachary Levi from Chuck, Robbie Kay from Once Upon a Time, Seychelle Gabriel from Falling Skies, Tate Donovan from Argo, and Jacob Batalon from Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, So this movie is just produced... And I believe written by Rooster Teeth. Um, Rooster Teeth have done two other movies. Those are the Laser Team movies, and those ones actually starred Rooster Teeth members. If you don't know, Rooster Teeth is a video game and comedy group. Kind of, they they're on YouTube. They do a lot of let's plays, and they're 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 funny, or at least they try to be funny. What I've seen, I liked. But the group is really big, and it's not just. You know some small group it's it's a larger group and so maybe you'll have your favorites if you watch this or watch them but i mainly just like their minecraft videos because i'm a huge nerd but this movie is is their their first movie where they aren't the stars and it's a very interesting idea it's kind of been done before there have been movies like this but i think this one looks pretty good it looks funny looks tongue-in-cheek enough without being heavy-handed with it which which is what i like so we have a comedy horror that is mainly just a comedy with horror elements in it. So if you're looking for a straight up horror, go somewhere else. If you want to see a funny movie, maybe check this out. It looks interesting. It has good actors in it. No one huge, but it has it has reliable people in it. And it's like I said, it's an interesting idea that will play on a lot of horror movie tropes. So if that sounds like it's your thing, wait for this to come out on streaming or wait to red box it or maybe even buy it. Bloodfest. gets a seven. Out of 11. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, next up in the wide release and interesting indies section is a movie called The Little Stranger. As a child, Dr. Faraday once spent time at the lavish Hundreds Hall. Now, as an adult, he's called back there because the only son of the Ayers family, whose family has lived in the hall for centuries, may be losing his mind. Once there, Dr. Faraday learns that there's more than just a sad, crazy man. There's something haunting the family something the heirs are keeping secret. But the Doctor has a memory of a young girl who is said to have died decades prior, and the mystery revolves around her. The stars Domino Gleason from Star Wars the Last Jedi, Will Poulter from The Revenant, Ruth Wilson from Luther, and Charlotte Rampling from Broadchurch. And is it just me, or does the little stranger sound like someone with a micropenis trying to do that thing where you sit on your hand until it goes numb and then whack off? That's what it sounds like. Like The Little Stranger sounds like just some really bad penis joke someone made. But it's not. This is a serious-ish movie. I mean, it takes itself seriously. It's just kind of... there, There are times where it seemed odd or maybe like they're trying too hard. But for the most part, it seemed interesting. For me, it captured my attention. I want to see this. But it's based on a book, and I'm not sure if I'd want to read this. From the looks of the movie, I'm not sure if it would be any better as a book i think it may be more interesting as a movie because we move a little faster this is a slow british movie uh, a slow british indie horror so that should tell you something about the pacing it could still be really good none of what i said so far means it would be bad but it, it will just be a slower burn movie so for some of you that may be an automatic no but for me i see Two actors I'm really familiar with, Domino Gleeson and Will Poulter, who are really good. And this seems interesting. Like, what? what is a secret? What happened to this girl? What killed her? Is she really dead? Why do the two women in the household seem like they're keeping something? And why does the, does the son not seem to have any idea what's going on? I think this movie looks good. I think it is something you should save for a rainy day or for a sick day that you watch it on a streaming service if it comes to one or rent it. Just like the last movie, just like Bloodfest. This looks like something that'd be interesting, but not worth your time in theaters. I'm really excited to see Will Poulter in this because I think it's just a matter of time until he gets that perfect role that gets him an Oscar nomination, that gets him some recognition. He was really good in The Revenant. He looked really good in Detroit. I haven't seen it, but he looked great in it. And I think it's a matter of time before he finally starts to get recognized for how good he is. The Little Stranger gets a 7.5 out of 11. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have three movies left, and these are the three that anyone could have been the pick of the week. Each of these, I really want to see. I mean, I do want to see the other two as well. I want to see The Little Stranger. I want to see Bloodfest, but these are ones I would have put effort into scene in theaters, but I had to pick one, and I did, and I'm still questioning it. The next two movies still look really good, so let's start this off with the first movie that didn't make it as my pick of the week, and that's called Operation Finale. This is based on the true story of a group of Israeli secret agents who hunted down Adolf Eichmann, the Nazi lieutenant colonel who was a mastermind behind the Holocaust. This stars Oscar Isaac from Star Wars The Last Jedi, Ben Kingsley from Schindler's List, Melanie Laurent from Now You See Me, and Nick Kroll of all people from The League. I just said of all people... For Nick Kroll, just because I'm so used to him in comedies. I've seen him in a million comedies, see him play like one character on some sitcom and him be really funny at it. And I'm used to him from The League. uh, The Kroll show I really liked. And now we have this movie about something super serious about the hunting down of a Nazi war criminal so he could be brought to justice. So this is based on the true story of the hunt for Adolf Eichmann, this guy who was behind the for the Final Solution, who was behind the Holocaust. And after the war, he disappeared. He managed to escape. But years later, decades later, he appears in Buenos Aires. And the Israeli government gets hint of that. So they send people to get him. So not only... Do they have to do that? But they have to make sure it's him. Because it's been a number of years people change. He could have changed his look, so they have to follow this guy who they think is him, who they're positive is him around, just to make sure. And then they have to bring him in and get him tried for his crimes. I've mentioned a few times how World War II was great for movies, just because there are so many stories you can pull from. So many stories that are worth knowing. So many stories that are different from each other, so you're not just rehashing the same thing. And this is one of them. There have been movies about hunting down war criminals before. We have seen movies like this, but this one looks intense. It has great actors in it. Ben Kingsley plays a fantastic bad guy oscar isaac is someone who it's just a matter of time until he wins an award melanie laurent not too familiar with her i just really liked her character and now you see me of course i just really like that movie and nick kroll it looks like he's doing a really good job i mean he's done drama before but we know him as a comedic actor but this looks like something that would if you if, if you're not familiar with him in a dramatic role would make your jaw drop this movie looks really well done it looks intense and it looks like a really well done movie. This looks like something to to watch and maybe it could be your new boomerang movie, your new movie that just comes out every so often. You take it off your shelf, you put it on and you watch it. This is a story worth knowing. How this war criminal was hunted down for his crimes and and paid for them. Like, I don't even feel bad spoiling that part just because it's about the journey. And also, this happened decades ago, so I think the moratorium on spoilers has passed. So let's all go and, or maybe not go, maybe watch as a home, but watch a movie about a monster getting what he deserves. Operation Finale. It's an 8 out of 11. Alright folks, two movies left, and the next movie that didn't make it as the pick of the week is a film called Searching. David Kim breaks into his daughter's laptop and scours the internet for clues after his daughter goes missing. As he dives deeper into his daughter's internet life, he comes closer to finding out what happened to her, including why she has been lying about having friends and why she started making regular deposits into a hidden bank account. This stars John Cho from Star Trek and Deborah Messing from Will & Grace. So this movie, the, the special thing about it is it's filmed in a way reminiscent of movies like Unfriended, where I believe it was Unfriended, where it's filmed from the perspective of uh, like a, a webcam on a laptop. But with this one, we see the camera on John Cho as he's he's looking through his uh, daughter's friend list on Facebook, and he's, he's FaceTiming these people, trying to find out what happened to her, track down her, her whereabouts before she was kidnapped, learning more things, and while i don't think they revolutionized any way of making a movie because it's kind of been done before they, these guys just do it a little different in my opinion it looks a little better though i've never watched unfriended but from the looks of the trailers it looks like searching does it better so so they may not have pioneered this way of making a movie but i think this movie will be taken a lot more serious than a, a horror movie will because let's face it folks a lot of people don't look at genre movies, especially something like horror as serious cinema. But I think this movie looks really good. We have John Cho in a starring role and in such a starring role, that's mainly just him. I mean, Deborah Messing is in it. We all love Will and Grace, but she's not the main focus here. Not even the, the, da- or the daughter is the main focus of the plot, but of the movie, we're going to see it mainly on David Kim. And I think this movie, it had to be him. It had to be someone of his caliber just because The camera's never really going to go off him that much. Sure, when we see Deborah Messing talking, when we see some of these kids that he's going to FaceTime to try and find out what happened to his daughter, when we see their points of view, then yeah, it it won't be all him. But it's going to be so heavily focused on him that we needed someone good enough to make it not some boring mess. And I think they found the right person. This movie looks good. It looks interesting. But guess what? It's not the type of movie you need to see in theaters. And how many times... Has my pick of the week come down to that one thing, the type of movie you need to see in theaters? Uh, What's some recent indie movie that did really well? Lady Bird. Lady Bird did really well. lot of great reviews. Not the type of movie you absolutely have to watch in theaters. The big screen doesn't add much to it. It'd, It'd be just as good on your TV, where the latest Star Wars movie, the latest Marvel movie, maybe not technically as good of a movie, but well worth the big screen. You gain something from it. And that's one reason searching didn't make it is because it looks really good. It looks really entertaining, but it'll be just as entertaining on my smaller screen in the living room than it would be on a big screen. So if I'm going to see a movie this week, if I'm going to put money towards something, then it's going to be something that would be a little more beneficial, but something that looks equally good, if not Okay, let's be honest, maybe a little better. If you like drama mysteries that have a high focus on tech, then check this movie out. Searching gets an eight out of 11. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the pick of the week. And that movie is called Kin. Eli is a young man living in a bad neighborhood. One day he's wandering around an abandoned warehouse when he witnesses the end of a battle between two groups of extraterrestrial warriors. He finds a gun on one of their bodies and takes it. Eli's brother Jimmy just got out of jail, and already his old criminal acquaintances are coming for him, asking for the money they're owed. Eli uses his new weapon to help, but causes all eyes to fall on them, as Eli and his brother go on the run, not just from the criminals, but from the cops and a group of aliens who have come to collect the gun. This stars Miles Truett from Queen Sugar, Jack Raynor from Sing Street, Dennis Quaid from Frequency, Zoe Kravitz from Mad Max Fury Road, and James Franco from The Disaster Artist. And if any of you remember, I've been stoked about this movie since I first saw a trailer for it. I love sci-fi. Sci-fi and fantasy are the two genres I will always, always support. And that's a terrible lie. I don't know why I said, said that. If it looks terrible, I'm not going to support it. But as long as it looks pa- even passable, I will support it because I think we need we need more. I want to see more. And this movie looks fantastic. It looks a little more down to earth. So people who don't like genre movies may still like it. But for those of you who have common sense and don't hate genre movies, you'll love it. This will still be something that's up your alley this looks really good it's a very interesting idea so the only tech that you really see in the movie is this one weapon that this kid finds who's trying to do the right thing but is it doesn't have the life experience and before his brother who yes may be a criminal or a former criminal even before his brother could stop him he goes and uses this weapon causing all this trouble. So the heavy sci-fi element is really just the fact that we have this alien weapon and then the aliens come looking for it. The rest of it, this looks like a, I'm not sure if I'd classify this as crime, but a action drama, draction, ama. I don't know how you'd combine those, but uh, on its own, it could be a really good movie. We could easily replace alien weapon with a gun and we'd still have a good movie. The fact that it's an alien weapon just makes it that much more interesting. This looks like a movie. If if you want to go see one in theaters this week, this should be it, because it it just looks better. Watching this this alien weapon shooting out plasma or what whatever sh** have you on the big screen. Do you need to see it on the big screen? No, this isn't that fancy. This is just the best one of the week that would benefit from a big screen, benefit from surround sound. But if you do not want to go see a movie this week, you're perfectly... Okay, waiting for this to come to DVD, waiting for this to come to a red box, waiting for it to come to a streaming service. I am excited for this movie, but equally excited to watch it at home than I am on a big movie screen. I can wait. So for me, and I think for you too, what it should be is not a question of if, but a question of when. You should watch this movie, but when do you want to do it? I'm not familiar with Miles Tripp, but he looks good. I'm not very familiar with Jack Rayner, but I know Dennis Quaid. I know Zoe Kravitz, and I know James Franco, and they do good work. This is a good cast. This is a good idea, and it looks like it's handled well. It doesn't come across as cheesy at all. This is... This is is handled with uh, respect to the story. It doesn't it doesn't try and do anything tongue in cheek. It looks like it's an an honest to god action drama with a hint of sci fi. If you see a movie this week, watch this. Kin gets a nine out of eleven. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us hear a word from our final friend at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast before we go into the question of the week. So stay tuned.
1: There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall, filthy... Language.
0: Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Fuck did I even come here for?
1: With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction.
0: The motherfucker's a mouth breather.
1: Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of and garnished with a crown of- Shut the fuck up! How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that fuck fuck a jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, facebook or online at WIMPodcast.com. and remember swearing is caring so watch your mouth
0: and welcome back to the show so if you remember our question for last week was an easy one who is your favorite muppet and if for some reason you do know, you don't know who the muppets are you can't name one Who's your favorite puppet? Let's start with Brian Q's answer. Brian Q said Yoda. Great answer. Of course, Yoda, a wonderful Frank Oz character and one of the characters that made Star Wars so great. Fratman answered and he gave two. He said Animal and Beaker. Beaker, of course, was a partner to Dr. Bunsen Honeydew and Animal, of course, is the drummer for Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, I think was her name. So, so far, great answers all across the board. Yoda, Animal, and Beaker. Animal and Beaker, of course, not known for saying much of anything. Animal just screams a lot, and Beaker just meeps. Those were the only two answers we got outside of the family, so let's turn to Anne's answer. Uh, She reminded me that I have done a disservice as a husband, and I have not showed her anything Muppets so far, so she said the puppet episode of Angel, she referenced that, which I believe was called, thank you sweetie, Smile Time. That was in season five. Season five. And as for me, before before we get into my favorite, I'm gonna pull a pull a frat mat and do two, but before we get into my favorite, I have to I have to admit something. I have to be honest. The yip-yips, if you know they're the aliens from Sesame Street, scared the ever-loving shit out of me when I was a kid. I don't know what it was about them, but something about them. Freaked me the f- out, and it, it was a while before I could watch them and not run and hide. But see, speaking of Sesame Street, um, I, I have to say Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster was fantastic. My favorite Sesame Street character. I know Elmo was always big sh- but I never understood it. Uh, I liked Elmo. Elmo was a great character, but I never understood why Elmo took off and others didn't. Especially not like Big, big Bird, Grover, Cookie Monster, The Count. Why Elmo? And as for my favorite Muppet, I, I have to say Fozzie. Fozzie was fantastic. Uh, the just the the stand-up comic who is never funny, who seemed to have this Rodney Dangerfield esque thing about him without but without being so dark and depressing. Okay, Rodney Dangerfield wasn't depressing. Just all of his humor is self-deprecating, and he was funny. Where Fozzie was funny, but funny because he was a Muppet, not funny because he told funny jokes. I really wish the new Muppet show lasted because I, I think it was really good. The Muppets are just a TV and movie treasure. The I, the reboot movie went really well. I thought with a Jason, um, Jason Siegel doing a lot of the writing for it was, was amazing. The sequel, it, it was funny, but you had to have enjoyed the first. But I mean, come on, if you don't enjoy the Muppets, what's wrong with you? Come on. You're you're like the Grinch. You need to get your heart to grow a little. I mean, come on, really? They're the f-ing Muppets. Anyway, yeah, that was it. We got two answers outside of the studio, and I think that's great. So we need to come up with another, another question, and this is one I came up with I don't think I've done before, so here we go. You are given a really weird power, really weird power. You can go back in time and change one thing about a movie. What movie do you choose and what do you change? To simplify it, you can change one thing about a movie any movie, name the movie and name what you change. Well, that is it for the show. Let's get into the closing housekeeping and send you along your way to listen to the rest of the podcasts you love to listen to. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website that is somewhatnerdy.com. You know, I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. And also share the podcast with your friends. Tell them, hey, do you love movies? Well, I have a great show you should listen to. And then tell them about my show. Leave a comment on uh, iTunes. That'd be great. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what you think I need to improve on. How do you reach me? That is a great question. Leave a comment for me on the Someone Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment for me on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at BilliamSWN. Email me at billionreviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Summit Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle also on the Summit Nerdy Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. Also, don't forget to check out the Summit Nerdy website for all of our latest blogs and news and my latest blog, which by the time you listen to this should be out. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off. I'll see you in the future.